0: radio studio at the George Washington broadcast center jack armstrong and joe getty the armstrong and getty show
1: the creative director of the entire shebang of the whole olympics got canned because he once made a fat joke in a private conversation this is called a purge it's a mentality that belongs in Stalin's Russia. How bad does this atmosphere we are living in have to get before the people who say cancel culture is overblown admit that is in fact an insanity that is swallowing up the world?
2: What a ridiculous crowd!
1: Did you hear Bill Maher there? Where did we get this crowd? Oh yeah,
3: nice. That's nice.
1: because they don't agree with you, Bill. They don't agree with you. The crowd, the crowd. We've experienced this ourselves. If you, uh, if you have a following, and you're up on stage in front of people who kind of dig your act, they're going to go whatever direction you you want them to go. Mm-hmm. If you had a person in some, in front of that same crowd that Bill Maher was just talking to, saying the opposite saying the one of the directors of the uh, IOC, the Olympic Committee, made a fat joke. And we cannot have this anymore in America. It's gone on too long, and we're no longer going to accept it. That crowd would have, cheered. That, crowd would have cheered that guy a guarantee to you. So yeah. they went along with Bill because they're Bill fans, and they went to his show, but they weren't enthusiastic about what he was saying. That it's ridiculous that he got caught making a fat joke so he can't be on the IOC anymore.
3: That's ridiculous. Yeah. He made some great points. He talked about the director of the opening ceremony was fired hours before the event because they found out there was a Holocaust joke at a comedy routine he did decades ago. Well, you know, context is everything. Obviously, it didn't strike people as beyond the pale at the time. Young people have to stop flattering themselves that they're Nostradamus and would have foreseen, had they been around then, everything that's unacceptable now. And for further context, then he goes on... Uh, Then he talks about the opening ceremony's musical director was also forced out because someone dug up an interview with him from 1994. That's a long damn time ago, where he admitted to bullying classmates as a child. Wow. That's just unbelievable.
1: And he might have been admitting that in a way that, uh, you know, I don't know, but the context might have been, and I'm very ashamed of it. And, you know, I shouldn't have done it, and I teach my kids not to do it. Right.
3: Right, uh, I'm leading Wow, that to... is just crazy. Bill March, right. It's a Soviet-style purge. It's weird, too. Right, right. Instead of announcing out of nowhere that he's mentally ill and must be hospitalized, you find some tiny little picayune item from their past and use that to condemn them to professional death. It's a great way to silence people. But anyway, I'm working my way toward a point of practical politics. But first, I would like to read you something. Uh, from James Lindsay's Cynical Theories, which is absolutely great. And he's talking about the incredibly complex intersectionality thing, where if you're, I don't know, you're, you're, you're a black man, a straight black man. You've heard the saying, right? Straight black men are the white people of black people, for instance. Wow. I haven't heard that, but as they look at all the identity care uh, categories, are uh, you male, you straight, you're cisgender, thin, able bodied Protestant, so on, just on and on and on, you're gay, lesbian there's a thousand different categories. Then if you have an absence of discrimination and disenfranchisement, then you have privilege. So, if, if, it doesn't matter how poor you grew up, and, and there are some great examples and quotes of this, uh, people grew up with nothing. I mean, just brutal childhoods. But because they had, they were straight and they were white, they're considered privileged and need to shut up. So I'm gonna pick up now, Lindsay. Uh, with Lindsay's text, privileged consciousness has since nearly completely replaced class consciousness as the primary concern of those on the academic, activist, and political left. And one's status is privileged is assessed intersectionally using the appropriate applied postmodern theories, which don't even try to understand them, they're crazy. This attempt to flip the script by strategically defining, redefining the absence of discrimination and disenfranchisement as unjust and problematic, so if you have Have anything good going for you that's unjust and problematic. It's arguably been a uh, a catastrophe for left leaning politics throughout the developed world. This shift away from class and toward gender identity, race, and sexuality troubles traditional academic. I'm sorry, economic leftists who fear that the left is being taken away from the working class and hijacked by the bourgeoisie within the academy, which is absolutely true. More worryingly still, it could drive working class voters into the arms of the populist right. If the group it has traditionally supported, the working class, believes that the political left has abandoned them, the left may lose many of the voters it requires to attain political power. As it divests itself of universalism, this resentment is likely to grow. New York University historian Linda Gordon has summarized working class resentment of intersectionality. Quote, Some criticism is ill-informed, but understandable nevertheless. A poor white man associates intersectionality with being told that he has white privilege. So when that feminist told me I had white privilege, I told her that my white skin don't do S, he explained. Have you ever spent a frigid northern Illinois winter without heat or running water? I have. At 12 years old, were you making ramen noodles in a coffee maker with water you fetched from a public bathroom? I was. You know, the long story short, to accuse him of being the powerful and privileged doesn't ring real great. So we're seeing... Huge departures of working class folks, white, Hispanic and increasingly black from the super, you know, social class Lululemon wearing, an affluent white woman Democratic Party, which is obsessed with all this intersectionality stuff. And I think that is a trend that's absolutely going to continue. Now, will it be enough to make a difference in 2022? I don't know. And I don't care. I don't want to talk about that right now. How about 2024? I think it's going to be enormous by 2024. I think it's going to be a huge trend, and there's going to be nothing to go against it because Joe Biden's not going to run again. I would, you know, Jack famously uh, facetiously offered to eat his truck. I would beat. I would bet anybody ten thousand dollars Joe Biden does not serve another term as president. It's absolutely impossible. Anyway, um, and I've said many times, Kamala Harris couldn't get elected dog catcher, as we pointed out many times. She didn't mm. even make it to Iowa.
1: Yeah, there's an article over the weekend about um, claiming that uh, Democrats behind the scenes are worried about Kamala's uh, approval.
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's been a bunch of polling, some by news organizations, some by political organizations, but uh, her numbers are terrible. Keeping in mind she's the vice president, all she has to do is smile and and go to funerals. This is
1: not shocking. She was revealed to the to America. In all her glory. And she was rejected by
3: Democrats, let alone Republicans. Right, right. She does not have an authentic bone in her body. She's not terribly bright for the daughter of two professors. She's got
1: all kinds of off-putting personality um, uh, uh, quirks. The giggling,
3: the lecturing, the, the, the head bobbing, all this different stuff. It's just so unlikable. And she just is one of those people. If she if she sprained her ankle and and cried, you'd think she was making it up. I mean, she's just she's (laughs) utterly inauthentic. Come on Uh, now. uh, Let's see. Morning Consult political poll from last week revealed that the vice president did not have good favorability ratings: forty five favorable, forty seven unfavorable, which is remarkable at this point in a vice presidency. She fared particularly poorly among white men. No, whoops, women. She did worse among women with 43% viewing her favorably. According to an economist YouGov poll, 48% of respondents have an unfavorable view, which includes the 40% plurality who have a very unfavorable view. Now, that's something. I'd say. 48% unfavorable, but it was just 8% of them said pretty unfavorable. 40%, which is the single largest group, said very unfavorable. RCP average has her at 45%. Um, uh, the, she's uh, utterly, uh, botched the border thing. Uh, and then you have a bunch of politicos making various statements. But the long and short of it, she has nothing. She brings nothing. And as the headline, uh, goes, Democratic strategists acknowledge grim reality Kamala Harris may do more harm than good. That's absolutely true. She, she won't even run. Her polling's gonna be so horrible. She won't even run.
1: So here's a story you may have missed last week while you're on your little mini vacation. Um, I was just looking up at the TV and they're showing a little women's beach volleyball because they like to show 20 something hot women in their underwear uh, playing volleyball. This story came out and it is uh, it's documented. They have rules for women's clothing that don't exist for men's clothing, and it's clearly about showing as much skin as possible it's got nothing to do with performance. The men's beach volleyball players wear baggy shorts i'm I'm addressing that to those of you texters who are saying no the women have to you have to wear those tight clothes you have to wear your you have to wear your panties to play volleyball otherwise you get sand and you no that's that's funny. the dudes play in baggy shorts and tank tops it's written into the Olympic rules that Nothing about what the men's clothing is, but the women have to wear. It has to be super snug. It has to be up this many inches, down this many inches. It's all designed purely to have women in their underwear playing sports while men can wear whatever the hell they want, more or less. More
3: heinie. Show more
1: heinie. <laughs> <laughs> That, just, you know, don't lie about it. That, that's what bothers me. Just just admit, no, 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 this sport, we push this sport. We make women wear uh, hardly anything. We put the camera down right behind their butt so they can uh, focus in on it when they bend over. We're doing that on purpose to get people to watch for sexual reasons. Just you, don't, uh, that's all I want. I want you to just admit that you're doing it. Don't sure. Come back. No, this just happens to be the most fascinating sport in America. It's just burbled up as a fascinating competition.
3: Oh, give me a break. Well, and if the gals want to wear bikini bottoms to build their brand on Instagram or whatever, I, that's fine sure. with me, I suppose. But if if somebody comes along and says, "No, I want to wear some uh, some tight shorts or some loose shorts like the fellers, or a skirt or whatever,"
1: you gotta let them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's some pushback against that, and I, I bet they have to change the rules um, as it becomes more known. I'm very unhappy that Italy is claiming the world's fastest man when clearly the world's fastest man is an American. We've got to get into that controversy. I'm not going to put up with that. Italy was on the other side in World War II. you got to remember that. Damned Italians. We showed them once. We can show them again. <laughs> Absolutely, if we have to. Uh, what are we going to do about the 100 million people that aren't vaccinated, or should we do anything about it, which is a decent question. Among other things, on the way.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Assuming can gets away well. Fred Curley got a good start as well for the United States. Curley in the lead. Levar Jacobs pushing. DeGrasse trying to close. It's Levar Jacobs. A shocking upset to win the 100 meters.
0: inside
3: He smashes the European record again. So Mamma that's... mia.
1: So that's the coolest medal you can win in the world. I, since I was a little kid, the title fastest man in the world. What's cooler than that, right? It's an individual sport. It's in it just being. Just I mean, it's, it's something you know. Is since you are old enough to run with your friends at school,
3: who can run the fastest? I mean, the fastest man in the world is cool. Right, you don't have to comprehend the rules of handball. It's somebody who runs really fast. Yeah, you don't have to. Sure.
1: Think it's not complicated in any way. It's, it's just... primal. It's basic. But And it's the first time since 2004 that someone not named Usain Bolt is uh, the fastest man in the world. Usain Bolt is still... Well, he's got the record. I don't know if he can still run as fast as he did at his prime. I have no idea. No, no I don't think so. Um, I know he's not training. One of the reasons he quit is because he hated training. He was a very lazy guy. <laughs> Who knows how fast he could have run if he was, like, super dedicated, like a Michael Jordan or something about it. He was the exact opposite. Um, anyway, I want to claim thinking, this. He's thinking, look, I outran everybody on Earth. That's fast enough. Yeah, well, I would agree. Um, And it's if anybody ever asks you, because my kids have asked this before, how fast can people run? Well, the fastest people in the world run about just a shade under 27 miles per hour. That's how huh. fast a human being can run at the very, very fastest, 27 miles per hour. Now, uh, this guy, Jacobs, who, by the way, I'm going to argue is an American in just a second. But he uh, was 0.17 seconds off of Bolt's Olympic record and 0.22 seconds off of Bolt's world record. So uh Bolt's still the fastest guy that's ever run it. This guy Jacobs was born in Texas. All right? He's born in Texas. You but he eat a lot of pizza there. You don't get to move to Italy with your mom and then claim you're Italian and run for Italy. You're an American and Americans are the fastest. So we finished first and second last night in my world.
3: Oh, he's a good the boy. <laughs>
1: So his mom's Italian. His mom and dad got together. His dad's from Texas. He was born in Texas. They split up when he was 6 months old. He hadn't spoken to his dad until like a week ago. Uh wow. since then. So his dad played a zero role in his life. Uh, who knows what's going on there. And uh so I can see why he would call himself uh, an Italian. His mom took him back to Italy. I wonder if it was a military thing. I don't know. Who knows. It sounds suspicious. I don't know. Anyway, I claim him for the United States. Now you got this weird story whether or not you think this is cool and all Oprah y or that sort of stuff and makes you want to cry or it's just wrong. This should never happen. We need to have a winner. There are winners and there are losers.
3: Well, sounds like you're going to be a neutral arbiter of this question. I'm holding up my finger.
1: You can't see it. You can't? You really? Hold on just a second. You actually can't see?
3: Now there's too much light in the the control room, the reflection.
1: Wow, we ought to fix that. There's no point in having a a window between us if you actually can't see me through the window. I think you said 22. No, I did not. I said one. One, okay. (laughs) Okay, You're number one with the traditional
3: middle finger.
0: Third attempt, 239 for the world champion, Mutzas Esar Bashim. Very close, but no cigar. Tambiri, 239 for a win. no. I
1: think they have to discuss a jump off, do they not?
0: They may indeed. Yeah, I think in we're going to go we are. again. It's time.
3: Uh,
0: we can continue with the jump
3: off. They've agreed to share the gold medal. This is an absolutely insane night in the stadium.
1: Couple of high jumpers who are best friends tied, and rather than have a jump off, to have a winner and a loser. Which is what you're supposed to have. They hugged each other and said, let's just both get gold medals. Can we both have gold medals? And they kind of giggled and hugged each other. I think it's wrong. It's just wrong. Anyway, mm. that's what happened. Which is kind of interesting that they decided, nah, let's just call it good. And yeah, uh, I, we're friends, so uh, we'll just have two gold medals. That, that just, And I'm not quibbling, but they're long jumpers, I think? Well, it says high jumpers here as I'm reading the article. Yeah, that's okay. 2.37 uh, uh, meters then. would
3: not be a very good long jump. I was that would be, I, I could do that I can, I can do that <laughs> I'll do it right now yes okay M- michael <laughs> mislabeled the clip uh, and 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 made a fool of me i was just going to say because long jumpers foul a lot and I could see just getting terrible yips. You got one jump for the gold medal and just, and they both thought, eh, we both get a gold medal? Wait a minute, you can do that? That's a thing? Yeah, let's do that. Anyway, isn't
1: it kind of an interesting move? Rather than have the jump off, they just went ahead and said, oh, let's call them co-gold cold cold gold, and we won't even jump. And then, that was the end of it.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you look at vaccine mandates for public employees, there are many Public employees in very blue cities around the country who are very skeptical, very reticent to get vaccinated. That's a tension that needs to be managed. Similarly, when you're looking at mask mandates, you know, there is a lot of debate over the scientific soundness of this. Uh, You know, when you're talking about masking, uh, particularly if the objective is to convince people to be vaccinated that your life is going to change, you're going to be able to return to normalcy. So I think that, you know, though this is described as very binary, there are a lot of tensions within that have to be managed. Oh, no way. You can't have a guy say that looking into
1: the numbers that it's more complicated than what you've been told by every media outlet for the past month. Stupid Trump voters because they listen to Fox not getting the vaccine. That is just not accurate at all. As we with a lot of the numbers last week, the numbers of people in big cities, uh, medical workers in big cities who were who, who overwhelmingly voted for Biden um uh, teachers unions pe- pe- teachers' union people all kinds of examples out there so it's it's yeah. not at all um, uh, as clear cut as that and then there is just the built in problem as was mentioned there that um, the more you push masks, the less reason somebody who hasn't been vaccinated has to get vaccinated. My main reason for getting vaccinated was I got to take my mask off. that was the main motivator for me.
3: Yeah, well, I think for a lot of us, it was just the likelihood that we would get very sick or or spread it to others, which is getting smaller and smaller and smaller in spite of the Delta variant and in spite of some of the exaggerated crap Dr. Fauci would uh, suggest or did suggest over the weekend. By the way, before we move on to more facts, I've got to tip my cap to that gentleman. Who was that, by the way?
1: Uh, he's a guest on one of the talk
3: shows yesterday. I don't remember who. Dr. Francis Collins. Uh, I love that because he was asked, you know, why are 40% of healthcare workers not getting the, uh, the vaccine? And he said, he used this phrase not once, but twice. That's attention that needs to be managed. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to use that the rest of my life. Joe, you said you were going to clean the kitchen. Look at it. It's a, it's a mess, honey. That's attention that needs to be managed. I agree. Mm, that is a good one. I take your yeah. question. Exactly. Hey, uh, you're three months behind on your, your, your payment. That's attention that needs to be managed. <laughs> Thank you for calling. <laughs> Click. What a great phrase.
1: By the way, something people who haven't gotten vaccinated, uh, uh, maybe changing their minds, vaccinations up 30% week over week last week. So we'll see what happens hmm. this week. But that was a pretty big jump after having leveled off where
3: people some people might be thinking ah, all right you know the delta variant is crazy contagious and if you're unvaccinated i would be highly concerned that you're going to get the chinese bat fever vast majority of those cases going to end up just fine although it's it's a lottery ticket you don't want to buy in my opinion that to just to assume you're going to be okay and you're not one of those people who and they didn't ask for it they're not weak they don't lack character a lot of them don't have serious underlying conditions they just get the uh, the win in the anti lottery and they get really really sick i wouldn't want to risk that but you know you do what you whatever you want
1: but i do not like this point of view so fox news sunday had this doctor on medical professional to talk about masking and i do not agree with him at all
3: If Delta is as contagious as we now know it is, and we
1: want to try to put an end to what is a very significant uptick right now, wearing masks if you're under 12 and can't be vaccinated when you're in school is a really smart thing to do. And I know it's tiresome and kids and their parents are sick of it, but let's think about we're talking about life and death here. We've lost 620,000 Americans already. If we could save even a few of those by putting masks on ourselves and our kids, well, it seems like the right thing to do. And I can tell from the facial expression, Dana Perino, who was hosting, did not agree with that at all, and neither do I. Masks for kids all day, every day, across the entire United States to save two or three people.
3: That's what he just said. No. You could could make that argument, re the flu, and be even more correct, and make it every single year for the rest of existence, human existence on Earth. We cannot fashion public policy
1: to save, And that's what he just said, to save right. two or three people. You can't. We wouldn't be able to drive. We wouldn't be able to own ladders. We wouldn't be able to go through a flu season, as Joe just said. There all kinds of things we couldn't do. That's a ridiculous that's... standard. And that's the way they've moved the goalposts. And that's the way Dr. Fauci is not so many of them. They've gone from flattening the curve so we don't overwhelm hospitals to we've got to do everything we can to make sure not
3: one more person dies. That's not where the public is on this. I wish I were a more eloquent man because I would spell out to you what a great illustration this is of what happens when you deny people choice and when you deny them liberty. These things would be working themselves out there would be no cynicism about obsessive misplaced government programs and and inaccurate messaging and the rest of that and people trying to just manipulate us into doing whatever and and therefore kind of kicking back against it in a way that might not be entirely rational if if you were just to make clear what the situation is what the danger is and say to people find a way to protect yourself here's what we suggest business is here's how you probably ought to do it, uh, you, you make the decision, you innovate, you be smart, be an American, uh, solve the problem, you would see not only probably better outcomes, but you would see a much better attitude among Americans, in my opinion.
1: I know we've got to take a break, but I'm looking at the list of uh, uh, videos that are going viral. Here's one. I haven't watched it yet. Three-year-old boy releases butterfly after raising it from a caterpillar only to have his
3: dog eat it. Oh god. Oh I did not see that coming. Neither did he. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. There's a lesson in life right there.
1: <laughs> oh jeez. Unfortunate.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we probably could get into the the what's in the 1 trillion dollar much delayed infrastructure package? Um yeah, we probably ought to tell you what's in it. Maybe at the top of the next hour, I don't
1: know. Um passed the Senate last night, late last night.
3: Mm hmm. So I understand, yeah.
1: And, uh, uh it's 2,400
3: pages long. Not a chance that anybody's read the whole thing. Not a chance. No, certainly not. Of course not. What a silly thing to even suggest. Uh, so we'll talk about that and what's in it. Also, coming up in just a minute or two, this, it took place in the Texas legislature. One of the Texans in a committee meeting was grilling one of those Texans who fled to D.C. about how Jim Crowy is asking for an ID to vote. Really? And just absolutely nails it. I her. haven't heard this. So good. A text so and, pew,
1: pew, got my six shooters.
3: <laughs> shit shit bullets. I'm shooting logic. Pew, pew, pew. She gets her. It's great and it's next. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty
1: Show. We've got a new hat available at ArmstrongandGetty.com that I'm sporting now. It's the new camouflage with the Armstrong and Getty logo on. I love the camel. Camo's hot, so check that out if you want. Nice,
3: very manly.
1: <laughs> what was that?
3: A was beast that a of some sort? You said it was camel, right? Yeah, sorry. Camo. Oh, okay. camel. I'm sorry. No, it's not camel. No, that's totally listen. different. We don't have a camel well, living in our farm, but more on that later. Well, and, and Jack, you are wearing a full-length uh, camel hair coat as well, as you often do. As I do. always do. <laughs> we could have told you about this, but we figured, what the heck, we'll play it for you. This is uh, Republican Rep Nancy Mace in Texas, state rep. And she's uh, grilling one of the gals, one of the Texas Democrats who fled to Washington D.C. to prevent them from doing their job and pre- uh, and, and and passing reasonable voting reform. Um, Nancy Mace is grilling Sen. Thompson, who is the Texas Democrat. Let's roll. Clip eighty
0: coming from South Carolina. We've got we've got voter ID. Um, and uh, I'm assuming Texas is the same way. Do you all do y'all need IDs to buy alcohol when you're purchasing at the store?
2: Yes, if you, uh, to be sure that you are capable of doing that.
0: Right. Do you need an ID in Texas to buy cigarettes?
2: You can't buy them unless you're tw- at least 21.
0: But do you have to show an ID to buy you cigarettes? You do have to show an ID. Um, do you need an ID when you're getting a job and trying to get on payroll in Texas? Yes. Do you need an ID to uh, go to the pharmacy and get a prescription in Texas?
2: It depends on the prescription.
0: But do you need an ID for some prescriptions in Texas? Yes. Um, Do you need an ID to uh, get Social Security services in Texas? You do. Do you need an ID uh, to rent an apartment in Texas? Yes. Do you need an ID if you're going to buy a house uh, and finance it via a mortgage in Texas? Yes. Um, do you need an ID in Texas if you're going to board an aircraft and fly commercial? Yes. Did you fly commercial or fly a private jet on the way to D.C.?
2: A chartered plane. Do
0: you have to show an ID when you fly in a private charter jet? Yes. I wouldn't know. I've never, I've never flown on one.
3: Uh, by the way, I stand corrected. I'm sorry. This uh, is written in cl- uh, not clearly. It's a, a, a congresswoman from South Carolina grilling a state rep from Texas gotcha. in an over, oversight committee hearing. Uh, but wait, there's more.
0: Did you did you need an I.D. to get in the building here today? Yes. Um, do you need an I.D. in Texas to open a bank account? Yeah, to cash your check if you're working. Do you know, Representative Thompson, um, how many, what percentage of blacks in Texas, black and brown African-Americans are registered to vote? Oh, a huge percentage. 70%. Do you know what percentage of African-Americans, black and brown Texans uh, have voted um, on average or in the last election?
2: About 64%.
0: Correct. Uh, Do you know how many uh, whites are registered to vote in Texas?
2: Far more than
0: African-Americans. 72%. You have 70% uh, of blacks in Texas who are registered to vote. You have 72% of whites in Texas who are registered to vote. Do you know the percentage of whites who turned out to vote in recent elections? I want to
2: say over 50 some
0: percent.
3: So, uh, 65%. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead, and she continues to make a point. Next clip.
0: Um, do you know what percentage of Hispanics are registered to vote in Texas?
2: No, I do not.
0: Sixty-three percent. Do you know what percentage of Hispanics voted in the last election?
2: I think it was over 40 percent.
0: Fifty-three percent. Hispanics are, are, are not voting in as high a numbers as blacks and whites in Texas. Do you know uh, the percentage of Democrats who support voter ID?
2: Would you repeat your question? Do
0: you know the number or percentage of Democrats who support voter ID in this country?
2: I do not, but I don't think it's a whole lot.
0: 72%. Do you know the number of black and brown and African Americans in this country who support voter ID? No. 75%. Do you know the number of Hispanics that support voter ID in this country? No. 81%. Do you know where the state of Texas is ranked uh, with black voter turnout in this country? With black voters turnout? Mm-hmm. Do you know where, where Texas is ranked? Oh, 40, about 44 uh, percent. The latest numbers that I read this morning was that Texas is ranked 10th. Do you know where Texas is ranked? So then top 10 in the country. Do you know where Texas is ranked with women voters?
2: Oh, way up in the 50s.
0: In the bottom third of this country. So I would argue that we have a Texas has a more difficult problem with getting women out to vote than black and brown and African-Americans. Thank you, and I yield back.
3: That is one of the best dismantlings of the ridiculous and disingenuous argument against voter IDs I have ever heard. I'm
1: surprised that the uh state legislator from Texas allowed her to take her down that path. I mean, you gotta, I mean, you gotta, you gotta know what she's do, what she's trying to do, and you gotta have a way to stop that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I agree what you're saying. I'm glad she didn't because she spoke no untruths. She was just saying what is yeah. and, and utterly dismantling her own argument yeah, thereby. It, it was
1: all good, and she had plenty of time. She's not doing a talk radio show where she's trying to be as pithy as we are, but I think she could have skipped right to the what percentage of black people think you ought to have to show an ID. Very low. And yes. Hispanic people, 70%, right? 70%. Yeah. Hispanic people—it's got to be a low number. It's eighty some percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because it it just is just any most normal people
3: realize that that's a good idea. Yep. The percentage of Democrats who support support voter ID, folks, jot this down if you want. Seventy two percent of Democrats support voter ID. Seventy five percent of African Americans. 81% 81% of Hispanic Americans. The idea that voter ID is somehow oppressive or an effort to to suppress votes or is within a 1,000 effing miles of Jim Crow is idiotic, and it is inaccurate. Reject it. Don't listen to it for a second. They're full of crap.
1: So next hour, we'll get into a little of what passed last night. The Senate, the giant infrastructure bill, trillion-some dollars. A lot of money being thrown around to different things. We'll get into that to a, to a certain extent. Kathy Griffin, the comedian, uh, who I originally thought was hilarious. She is a hilarious person, because. She, but she got super active in politics. Remember, she held up the bloody head of Trump and all that, and I, just, I lost sure. interest in her when she got all political. Anyway, she just revealed today that she's undergoing surgery for lung cancer. That's not a good cancer to get, and having half of one of her lungs removed. So I hope she does all right with that. I don't know if she was a smoker or not. I have no idea. Probably was. Um, are you following the story of an NHL NHL star whose wife is making his life trouble? I heard somebody mention it, but I haven't really followed it. Uh, Evander Kane, I believe is his name. I don't really know him, but his estranged wife is alleging that he bets heavily on games wow. that he plays in. Um, and uh, here's one of the quotes from her, and she was tweeting this about over the weekend. How does the NHL let a compulsive gambling addict still play when he's obviously throwing games to win money? So when a guy's, uh, soon to be ex wife makes that sort of claim, obviously the league has to look into it. And I, I don't know what they're going to find, but. Wow, that could either
3: be completely true or completely untrue.
1: Uh, let me, uh, underline that, put it in bold print.
3: Uh, yeah. I don't li- know if anybody has any experience with a woman scorned or disappointed or whatever, well, but just any, sometimes yeah. they make stuff up.
1: Well, or uh, men.
3: Sure. Um, either course. way,
1: yeah. Anytime a relationship is uh, is has gone sideways, what either one is saying, you have no idea at all what is true and what is not. None. Um, but that the the, the, the NHL has got to be pretty worried about this because if it turns out he has been gambling on games he's been playing in, even if you can't prove that he did anything it's gonna make things really difficult and how long has he been doing it has he been doing this for years
3: yeah yeah i you know honestly i don't have any problem with players if they always bet themselves to win um but i understand why they can't permit it it's mm-hmm. when they bet themselves to lose that you have an issue yeah you know my whole uh, my my favorite illustration of the the thing said in a divorce deal was when Ivank and Ivana Trump in the official filings uh, accused the Donald of of raping her and oh, as soon right. as the case was over and the uh, election was about to start she said oh no 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 that never happened that was just the lawyers posturing trying to get more so you'll go ahead and and, and accuse somebody of the horrendous unforgivable crime of rape uh and then just retract it with a wink and a nod okay Nothing to see here, folks.
1: Yeah, that's a terrible story.
3: Um, I came across this tweet over the weekend, and
1: it had to do with uh, vaccinations and breakthrough cases and people getting the COVID even though they'd been vaccinated. Um, a guy named Derek Thompson tweeted out, It's really a shame that President Joe Biden signed that executive order banning the use of denominators in COVID headlines. <laughs> you got to be kind of a math fan to get that, but it was going with the headline, 125,000 fully vaccinated Americans tested positive for COVID. Yeah, well, if you leave out the denominator, that's quite shocking. But if you know the denominator is 164.2 million, and that that number would leave you with 0.08%, it's not quite as exciting. Wow. It's really a shame that President Biden signed that executive order banning the use (laughs) of denominators.
3: Wow. Less than a tenth of a percent. And then the vast, vast, vast majority of those breakthrough cases are the sniffles. Yeah. Or or asymptomatic
1: or hardly anything at all. Yeah.
3: Yeah. More than ninety nine point nine nine percent of people vaccinated against Chinese bat fever have not had a breakthrough case. It's probably worth pointing out. 99.99%. 99.99%. I like those odds.
1: I sure as hell hope we don't get another uh variant though, another um, you know, change in the virus where it gets worse because it, you know, it's not going the right direction right now certainly, but I'm not worried about it. I have zero concern about the covid at this point in my life in terms of my own safety and my own family's safety.
3: And we pointed out earlier and we can Elaborate on this next hour is uh, the experience of India that had the the Delta variant. In fact, it was first identified there. Had it bad, skyrocketing cases and deaths. Then all of a sudden, it just plunged. Plunged by 90%. Nobody's sure why. We're spending a ton of money it looks like
1: we're going to spend on Amtrak. Oh, good. Among other things, stay tuned.
3: Armstrong and Getty.